Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 144. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Mike Renner. Mike, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. All right. Mike Renner is a professional driver for BMW and is responsible for corporate sales at the BMW Performance Center in Greenville, South Carolina. He began racing in 1983, and Mike has competed in a variety of classes, including GT, showroom stock, improved touring, and sports racers for the past 27 years. He started instructing at the BMW Performance Center just after it opened in the fall of 1999, and his list of trainees include new drivers, racers, FBI agents, and Secret Service members who are assigned to the task of presidential protection. Mike received international instructor certification in basic, advanced, advanced M vehicles, intensive, perfection, and racetrack. And included in Mike's duties as a driver for BMW is a wonderful opportunity to drive BMW race cars from their historic fleet. I can't wait to hear about that. So, Mike, I told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history your career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles. Sure, Mark, and uh, thanks again for the opportunity to uh, to be on with you. But, You're welcome. Uh, you know, my interest, uh, like a lot of people, it, it did go way back. You know, as a, as a child, I can remember uh, sitting and looking through what we knew then as encyclopedias. <laughs> Everything now is done on a computer, but I would uh, I would get them out, and, you know, of course, my parents thought I was going to be very studious because I was always looking at them, but they didn't realize I was looking mainly for pictures of cars <laughs> and maybe planes and anything that made, made noise and went fast, so yeah. from an early age, I had an interest, and even though I grew up in the South, I had a particular interest in uh, Grand Prix-type racing, and I would try to catch it on Wide World of Sports when I can yeah. or, or when I could. And so I always had had an interest. Then I had occasion, uh, and I maybe can talk a little bit about that later on, to, to go to a race and view a race, and that kind of really set the hook. But, you know, I, my family wasn't in racing, and I didn't really have uh, a lot of disposable cash, so I didn't really see that in the works. But then a friend of mine came into a little money and threw an in, inheritance, some play money, shall we say, 
and then uh so I had an opportunity to to do some racing with him in a car that he arranged and uh I did that and um you know started to to make some moves to try to do it on a bigger scale and uh due to some well I was going to try to go to Europe and do a, a Formula Renault series over there and had a guy that was going to help me out with some money that that didn't happen I kept racing in the US and uh you know eventually all that racing and stuff led to a career with uh driving and getting paid to drive cool cars and at different tracks all over the world and meet people all over the world so it you know it all worked out really well oh wonderful wonderful what a dream job and so many of the cars yeah listeners are probably thinking oh my gosh this guy gets paid to drive cars fast on a track and and help other people learn how to be better drivers what a dream come true it sounds like a a a great life as we continue on your journey i always like to start with a success quote and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, something that has some meaning to you, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Mike, take the wheel. Well, you know, one thing I've always uh, tried to remember, it really parallels driving with life, and, uh, you know, that is the fact, you know, in driving we constantly talk about looking where you want to go, not at the obstacles. So the quote would be, you know, life is like driving. Focus on where you want to go, not on the obstacles along the way. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I think I think quite often it's real easy, certainly as a driver, we see it all the time in driver training, that people, you know, if you're going to avoid that, that cone or maybe out on the street, that car, what do they do? They focus on the obstacle, and that just increases your odds that they're probably going to run into the obstacle as opposed to to their goal, which is to make it safely down the road. Or, you know, if you have a something that you're working on in life, it's real easy to get kind of, caught up and, and focus too much on why you can't do something or the obstacles as opposed to the target down the road and where you want to end up. Oh, I love that quote because it does have that relationship to, to racing and driving, but to life in general. And I always love the acronym for fear, false evidence assumed real. And I was lucky enough to go to racing school and I remember and motorcycle riding school and, and saying, head up, look down the road, look down the road. And yeah, you look at that obstacle in your way, whether it's a tree or it's something that you think is going to stop you from being successful and you start focusing on that and guess what? You run right into it. So yep. it's uh, fantastic. I love that. You talked about racing early in your life and so forth, but would you share a story that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love to hear about that pivotal moment as you remember it when you really knew you were a car guy. Well, I, again, it was the seed was there early, but really the, I think the big moment for me, you know, I uh, I was born in Greenville, South Carolina and, and raised uh, in the area. And, of course, just down the road is uh, uh, still to this day one of my favorite tracks, uh, Road Atlanta. Oh, yes. And, you know, I was driving around in my MG, and I had a neighbor of mine that had an MG, and one, one uh, day in the summer, we hear this commercial come over the radio for um, the Atlanta Grand Prix, and it was a Formula 5000 race, and they mentioned Mario Andretti and Jackie Oliver, and the Unsers were going to be driving there, and I'd never been to a big race like that before, and so we're like, you know, we got to go, and so we, we planned, and we took his, he had a uh, an MG Midget, which you know is not, as the name implies, not a very big car. <laughs> yeah. was, we stuffed some things into it, and as it happened, we arrived after dark on Saturday, where there was a big concert down in Turn 5 with Atlanta Rhythm Section playing. 
you know, we'd never been there before. They wave us in, and we park in this area, this grassy area, and I just assumed it was a parking area. The next morning, we'd walk over to the track. Well, we go to this concert. We're kind of enamored by the fact there's 50,000 people listening to the music, and it's a beautiful summer night. We uh, make our way back to the car, and we had a little tent in the car. Somehow, we got it in the trunk. But we said, forget about it. It was dark, and we just slept in the car. And so the next morning, we hear this unbelievable sound, which, of course, was the sound of Formula 5000 engines. Oh, gosh. And I look out the windshield of the car, and I open the door, and I, I get out, and I walk over to the fence, and what do you know? There's the racetrack. <laughs> we were in turn six of Road Atlanta. Now, oh, my gosh. When, when Panos took it, they cut the track itself didn't change, but they cut the bank down above the track. They cut it down. At that time, though, in 1975, you could stand above the turn and actually look down into the cockpit. Yeah. So I hear this unbelievable sound. This car comes up over the hill between five and six. And I see this guy driving the car, and I can you can actually see him working the steering wheel as he went by in, in turn six, and it was Mario Andretti. Oh, gosh. And, uh, you know, it was just a combination, the sight, the speed, the sound of the engine, and something just kind of reached out and grabbed me. And uh, that, was a, that was really a big moment. I was like, you know, how cool is this? It was like sensory overload. You must you know? have thought you were uh, in the middle of a dream or something. <laughs> So, you know, that kind of really ignited that part of it. And from then on, you know, I started attending a number of races. And then it wasn't long, I was hanging on the fence with a buddy of mine. And we are like, man, it would be really cool to do this someday. And so we, we found a way to do it. Oh, what a great story. I love that. Yeah. These days, of course, you could never park that close. You know, the way the, of course, safety's come along. But back in the old days, uh, you could be right there in the middle of the action. So what fun. Mike, what I'd love to do now is is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a story when you had a great challenge or even a great failure in your career. But the most important part of this question is, how did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? Yeah, you know, through through the years, you know, everybody, if you spend much time on a plant, you always face with a lot of challenges personally and, and professionally, of course. And you know, as opposed to focusing on one challenge, I just like to say, for me personally, the big thing I've learned is number one, not to be afraid of them. I think a lot of times people set the bar too low and they think, well, this couldn't happen or this wouldn't be available to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, and I can't say I've always had this approach, but you know, at some point in my life, I was kind of like, you know, why not me? You know, yeah. why? I, I mean, somebody's got to do it, right? So. So, you know, why, why couldn't it be me? So, uh, you know, not to be, not to run from a challenge. Don't be afraid of it and, and don't set the bar too, too low. And, 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 uh, you know, that all ties in with having goals that, uh, you're not afraid to try to achieve, but also to be persistent. You know, I had a good friend of mine that many of the listeners will know, uh, Boris said, mm, he's fond yes. of telling a story. You know, when he went to driving school, he was going through it and he said, admittedly, looking at it now, he was, pretty much of a, a wild man and, you know, not very good technique-wise. And the instructor was a little hard on him. He said, finally, uh, you know, at the end of one of the days, he comes to Boris and he says, Boris, and, you know, Boris is like, well, you know, how am I, how am I doing? He says, uh, OSB. And <laughs> Boris says, OSB, what is that? Is that some, some kind of new, where do I get that? He said, no, Boris, OSB. Here's being the old, well, so he says, OSB, he said, yeah, other sports beckon. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, see if Boris, like a lot of people, if he would have taken that and said, oh, okay, I can't do this, right? Then, of course, as we know, most of us know that, that Boris went on to have a very successful uh, career racing sports cars. And of course, he raced for BMW a lot of years and that Absolutely. Car and so forth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. 
Well, I love that. It's a great way to go through life, a great way to approach things. Fantastic. Let's shift gears a little bit and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd, I'd like you to share a story with me when you had a real aha moment in your career, that that time when you realized, you know what, I think I can really make it doing this. This is the way for me. And tell us the steps that you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, and, and you know, I would like to say that, first of all, it is truly amazing, or it has been in my lifetime, how things, you know, you think about this path that you took. And, you know, honestly, I can't say I had a template to end up exactly where I am. It's just some of the things just kind of developed. Without the racing, I certainly wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. But And then, you know, I thought I was going to maybe make the big jump and, and, and try to race professionally for, for some years. But probably, you know, it, it came about that, um, you know, I realized when I, when I took the job with BMW, you know, of course I had to do the thing where they make sure I wouldn't kill people driving cars and stuff like that. And then I went through some pretty uh, extensive training in Germany and so forth. But to me, the kind of the big moment was, you know, it, how cool is this that I can do something when my heart is really in it? I mean, mm-hmm. I really love doing what I do. It's my passion, and they're paying me to do it. Yeah. You know, I remember, I remember one time fairly early on. I had been with the company too long, and I was sent to the Salzburg Ring to do training. Mm-hmm. And it was me and a colleague of mine traveled over, and we're driving along to the hotel where we're going to be staying. And he looks at me, and he's like, "You know, this could be a scene out of James Bond." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, you know, you're right." And then we go up to the hotel and. I walk in this hotel, it's overlooking this beautiful lake in Austria, and I'm getting ready to drive cars as fast as I can for about four or five days, and they're paying me to do it, and I'm thinking, you know, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you, you know, and I hear that all the time. I, I have a lot of friends that are not in the driving business. They, tell, they You know, Mike, I would pay a lot of money to do what you get paid to do, and I don't say that arrogantly. I say that thankfully and uh you know, I, I am very fortunate to, to get, I mean, I drive some of the coolest cars on the planet and I meet people all over the world and um, it's been a it's been a good thing. You get to drive some of the historic cars as part of the BMW collection. Uh, before I get into my next question, can you just tell me some of the cars you've driven that are just insane? <laughs> sure. And, and, you know, that's one thing with BMW. They are very, you know, they're very innovative. I mean, you think about the new i8 that's out. Oh, yes. You know, incredible car. car. I mean, so, yeah. so I think anybody you know, would be hard-pressed to declare them anything other than a cutting-edge company. They're always looking for new technology and new way to build cars, so they have that part. But the other side of it is they're very much aware of their heritage, of their motorsport heritage, and, and where they came from. So uh, fortunately, in, within BMW North America, they have retained a number of cars that, uh, that are kept in the fleet and maintained and driven. Those cars include like the CSL that won Sebring hmm. in 1976, and you know uh, the M- they have an M1 uh, race car that ran an IMSA. They have an LMR that actually does get run from time to time. Um, all the M3s, of course, that raced in the E36 up through uh, the LMS car, and then they have, of course, uh, the iconic McLaren F1 GTR, which as most people know, has a fabulous V12 BMW engine in it. Yes. Oh, gosh. That must be so cool. The really cool thing is, too, they have these cars, but on occasion they do bring them out and run them. And the other cool thing is, I think all the cars except for maybe the LMR that I've just mentioned have passenger seats in it. And uh-huh. that's that's a big part of my enjoyment, truly, 
is I enjoy doing what I do, but I really enjoy sharing what I do with other people. And when you can give, you know, I've had people like I drive the CSL or something at an event, and I have a guy say, you know, I, I saw this car ran at Daytona way back when, or I saw it at Sebring. And the guy is just ecstatic that he sees the car, but over the moon that he maybe have a chance to ride in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to get to ride in the Nürburgring taxi, an M5, years mm-hmm. ago. And uh, for those of us who love cars and love to go fast and wish we were race car drivers, to be able to sit next to that lady that drove me around that track, she scared me to death. But <laughs> but it was uh, quite spectacular, so great. And I've loved BMWs. I've had many BMWs, mostly M3s over my years, and uh, just love them on the track, love looking at them, love driving them back and forth to the office. So great. What fun, what fun. How about proudest business or career moments? Is there one in particular that you could share with me that is really special for you? You know, I would say there's there's several probably that come to mind, but but one thing when when I think about it right off the top is, you know, when I first went to Germany, first of all, I was joining a group of guys that uh, you know for this instructor training. This was an international group and guys that were as far as car control and car skills, some of the best in the world. And when I realized that you know I belonged with them, that I could drive with them, and and uh, we were colleagues as far as. Uh, skills some might be a little better in some areas than others but across the board that i thought i fit in with a group you know i always really relished those times um they were very intent um you know you were there being judged and being scored uh, but i i really loved it because i knew that you know i was driving with some of the best uh, guys doing what they do that type of driving in, in the world and to be uh to be judged and to you know, be able to to match up with them was was always a very proud thing for me. You know, I've always said you're a culmination of the people that you surround yourself with, and that must have been Absolutely. an amazing experience as it continues to be to be around those people, those talents, and to learn from them and bounce things off them. And then I, I know what you mean. I've been lucky enough to be around some people like that, and you kind of go, how did I get here? Wow, I get to be with this person. In fact, the first driving instructor I ever had was with the Porsche Club, Vic Elford. This was, oh, yeah. this was way, way back, and I couldn't believe it when he st- sat in my car in the passenger seat. I looked over, and I went, wait a minute, you're Vic Elford. He goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh, the pressure's on. But, uh, yeah, pretty special, pretty special. That, that guy's a legend. Yes, he is a legend, yeah, especially with Porsche and, well, with all the different cars he's driven, but exactly. Sure. Love to get him on this show. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? It doesn't have to be your first car, but the first car that you had that really meant a lot to you, and maybe you could share a story about that vehicle? Yeah, well, this may be too easy because really it, it, it is my first car. My first car, I got it when I was in high school, and I just mentioned a little while ago, was a British Racing Green MG Midget. And, you know, they always say you remember your first one, right? So yeah. for me, for me, that's certainly true. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the... Uh, the car on the side of the road for sale. And, uh, you know, I talked my father into to going down to, to look at the car. So finally he said, okay, we'll go look at it. And we show up and of course he looks at it and he knew it was a stick shift. And he says, well, son, this is a, this is a stick shift car. And I said, yeah, I know. And he says, well, and he knew, you know, he was kind of baiting me. He says, well, you know, how to drive a stick shift. And I was like, sure. <laughs> he knew I'd make a fool of myself. Right. But somehow I get in the car, I fire it up and I pull it away like a champ. And, you know, I do two or three stops, no problem. I, you know, I'd watch my buddy and I actually never driven one, but, um, and then we get, you know, 
half mile down the road at a red light and I couldn't get to go again. He said, son, what happened? I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that car was my first one. It was, uh, you know, the old stories about Lucas Electrics. I, yes. you know, uh-huh. I suffered through all those. And, yeah. you know, I, it was truly a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. The car left me stranded many times. But, you know, when the sun was shining and I put the top down, it was fantastic. Yeah, so I would have to. I'd have to say the special car would be that British Racing Green MG Midget. Oh, what fun. Sounds wonderful. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've had in your life that you let go that you really wish it could be back in the garage? Well, again, too easy, but but it truly would be that car. I remember uh, just a couple of years ago, I don't, I don't ride motorcycles too often, but uh, another uh, colleague of mine that, that works with us, one of the drivers, we decided we would do a motorcycle trip and ride through Virginia and part of the parkway. And so one Friday afternoon, we're rolling through this little town in Virginia, and they were having a car show there at the local burger place. Mm -hmm. And I see this MG Midget parked over there, and I was like, I got to know. And I pull over there, and they were all inside, and the the windows were down, and I stuck my head in it, and I took a whiff. And (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yep. Because my car, you know, the interior had this certain smell about it, and yeah. that it smelled just like that car, and it, it took me back to the to the high school days. So uh, I would love to. As a matter of fact, I've looked at a couple. Someday, maybe I'll buy one. Yeah, bring back that bit of youth, if you will. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's looking for that. Oh, wait, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a project that you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, it's beyond me. It's uh, a number of people, but uh, I've been included to some degree, and that's our new uh, driving center in Palm Springs at the Thermal Club. Yes, I've heard about that, uh, yeah. Yeah, we are really excited about it. Um, You know, the the performance center uh, here in Greenville-Spartanburg opened up in 99, and we are very busy, and and we do a lot of programs. We're really pretty much at capacity, and now we have an opportunity to go to the West Coast and, and do more there. So um, that's uh, I'll be involved with that some, I'm sure, the next uh, couple of years. I'm not moving out there. I have deep roots here in Carolina, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm real excited about it, and I think it'll be a good thing for for the brand. Oh, absolutely. I guess it sounds so exciting. Now, here's a funny question for you, Mike. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be and why? Um, you know, I, I think probably, um, hmm, which car? I'm going to say, there's probably a lot of things I could think of, but just off, I'm going to say McLaren F1. And why, why, am, why is Mike Renner a McLaren F1? Well, I'm not saying it necessarily applies, <laughs> but maybe I'd like to think. First of all, it's fast, right? Yep. It's iconic. I can't say I'm iconic, but you know it's it's ultra. You know it's ultra cool, and I'm and a lot of people say that's not me either. But <laughs> and it and it's timeless, and you know maybe some of, the, some of these things I would like to be considered as. But uh, yeah, you know that car. Of course, it has a BMW V12 engine in it, which is special to my heart. Oh sure. And it, it's a car that even after all these years, you know, compared to today's supercars, people still hold it in high esteem. So maybe I'm not exactly have all those things, but I, that's probably what i'd like to have <laughs> i love it <laughs> those cars are so special oh they're just spectacular yeah. even to this day like you said they were certainly a supercar for their time and, and they still hold up uh as a timeless uh, vehicle in so many ways love it i guess yeah. when you have a, a complete uh, open budget to develop anything you want that's what you come up with so all right mike we're up to what i call the last lap and you're a racer you're a guy in the track you know what that means the white flag is out it's time to put the pedal to the metal and, and get to the end of this run here i'm gonna 
fire off a series of questions, and I want you to give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Always do your research. <laughs> yes. You know, if, you're buying, if you're buying a collector car, used car, you know, always be very thorough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a sale can happen quickly, but the pain can linger for a long time if you make a bad call on one. Now there's a quote. <laughs> I, I <laughs> wish I'd known in some of my purchases. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your successes? Um, you know, I get this from my father, but I'm very, I'm very disciplined. Um, I'm very, uh, some people would say particular. I want things to be, uh, you know, the presentation to be right, uh, attention to, to, to detail. I don't like to do things so-so. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Perhaps a website that you really enjoy, or maybe it's a blog that you receive? Um, well, you know, I, I do uh, check out uh, the BMW blog from time to time, but as far as a website, I'd like to refer everybody, of course, to ours, which is bmwusa.com slash PDS for Performance Driving School. Mm, yeah, wonderful. I love that site. Uh, go there and dream about the day I can come back and uh, have some fun on that track. Would you share a book with our listeners that you think is a great book you really enjoyed that they should read? The most recent book that I really enjoyed was Chunt, the story of uh, James Hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, great story. Okay. It's a big book, so you can't read it, or I couldn't read it in the afternoon. But yeah, Shunt. <laughs> great. All I just, right. I, I enjoyed the book Shunt because uh, he was such, everybody knows he, he was a colorful character, but such uh, such a talent and, uh, you know, just shows you that, you know, the road to success isn't always necessarily cut from one mold. He He was kind of... I don't, I don't want to say that he didn't take driving seriously, but uh, I guess maybe his, in this case his talent made up for some of the things that, that maybe others would have had to do that he didn't have to. Well, I think, too, for people who are highly disciplined like yourself, and I'm the same way, I look at people like him with some envy that they seem to just be able to relax more and enjoy things and still be successful. You know, yeah. <laughs> So a little bit of envy there, but... Uh, Although I understand he used to get really, really nervous before a race, so maybe he wasn't so relaxed. Great book, great option. I love that. And I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to these resources at carsyad.com slash Mike Renner. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? You know, I've always had a number of interests through the years. Um, I try to cycle a fair amount. I'm into cycling and and fitness overall and uh, you know i've always said if i had a chance to drive a race car i want to make sure that it wasn't because i couldn't fit in the seat (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know cycling and fitness is big i've always enjoyed boating you know those are two of the big things great all right mike we're up to the checkered flag and this last question can be a real doozy for some people if you could only have one collector car in your garage but money's no object today i'm going to buy you whatever you'd like what would that vehicle be, and why? Boy, that is a tough question to a car guy because there's so many. I know that's and why I say really just are. one, though. <laughs> but I got to pick one. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to one of the cars I mentioned. It's not going to be the MG Midget, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to say the McLaren F1. I kind of thought you'd say that. What you know, you talked. To, it does have that nice BMW engine in it? Yeah, we talked. You know, you talked about that car before. But can you share maybe a little bit more about what makes that car so special? for you you know it's uh when you sit in it 
it's amazing. I've never been in another car like that uh, that wasn't a formula car. I mean, you feel like you're sitting in a formula car with a glass canopy in front of you. Right. Um, I just love the view of the road and, of course, the engine behind you and that V12 BMW. It's it's really so many things that go together to make the car spectacular, and I think that's why so many people love it and, uh, you know, why it's the true icon that it is. Sure. Now, since I'm buying you your fantasy car, you get to pick the color, too. So what color would you get yours in? Mm, you know, I probably would go with, uh, I'd probably go, it looks good in silver. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great in silver. Love it. That's a very German car choice. I like that. Mike, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey and your life with me and with the Cars Yow listeners. Is there one parting piece of guidance you could offer us before you drive off into the sunset in that McLaren F1? I would say, if you're out on the highway, pay attention and keep your eyes up. Yes, <laughs> keep your eyes up, keep your eyes up. I remember that voice in my, my headset out on the track when I did my driver's school at Skip Barber. Heads up, heads up, heads up. <laughs> Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing there at the BMW Performance Center? Well, again, you can visit us on the website at uh, bmwusa.com slash pds. All right. Well, listeners, I'll put all these resources up at carsyad.com slash Mike Renner. You can go there, and I encourage you to visit. And if you can ever add it to your bucket list or fulfill that bucket list, is get out there and drive that performance center and have some fun. Absolutely fantastic. Mike, thanks for being so generous today with your time and with your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.